Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here. Hope everyone's having a great day. We're going to be talking AEW Revolution, and I have your questions and stuff up here on the screen for everyone to read. While we're here live, so I'm going to address anything that y'all are talking about first, and then we'll uh, we'll get into AEW Revolution. So thanks for joining me today, y'all. Obviously, I'm solo today, so <clears throat> I'm going to rely on y'all pretty heavily for today's stream, and of course, as always, Super Chats and donations get priority. So if you have a Super Chat, send it here through YouTube. If you want to send a donation through PayPal, the links are in the description below. They both work the same way. It prioritizes whatever you want to talk about. So whether it is AEW Revolution, if you want your predictions out there, if you have questions about the show, if you want to talk about the big potential signing and all that kind of stuff, the uh, the mystery uh, person for the ladder match, there's a lot to talk about with Revolution today. So Super Chats and donations, get that prioritized. If you want to talk about UFC, there's UFC 259 this weekend. Feel free to ask me questions about that or get your predictions out there for that show as well. And we have New South Pro Wrestling tonight. If you want to watch some good, free, live professional wrestling, tonight and tomorrow night on independentwrestling.tv, iwtv.live, there is going to be a two-night tournament from New South Pro Wrestling. It's their Haas tournament. It's going to be really good. There's some big names in there like Davey Boy Smith Jr. It's going to be a really great show, a lot of great talent. And you can watch the show 100% completely for free tonight and tomorrow if you use my code. So use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, no spaces, one word. Check out some pro wrestling for free this weekend. You get five days for free on the service. Watch all the wrestling you want. And if you want to stick around, it's $10 a month, and I promise you, you'll get your money's worth. So uh, please support the show by going over there. Even if you don't wind up signing up monthly, please go over there. Show them that, you know, that people are using the code, people are listening to the recommendations, and people want to watch the stuff over there. Throw in code Fight Talk. It's totally free. It helps me out a ton. So, um, appreciate all that. Let me see what's going on in the chat today. All right. So, uh, Corey was in the chat earlier. I'll probably, probably have to move this up on the screen a little bit. What's up, Corey? Welcome back. I hope you're still in here, man. It's always good to see you. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, Corey says, there's a lot going on. Yeah, with Impact Wrestling, New Japan, a whole bunch of stuff. New Japan Cup, a lot of good stuff going on in wrestling right now. Move this up a little bit. That'll work. Um, Jordan Lasseter says, hopefully Brock is going to be the new signing. I mean, I, I could see that being, I think it's a possibility. You know, the only thing that throws me off about Brock is yesterday on the SummerSlam account, like a verified official SummerSlam account for WWE, they were talking about Brock. And I feel like if he was leaving, they wouldn't be talking about him. So there's that. But I think Brock would be an incredible signing for AEW, especially because I think you'd have to play ball with the company. Like he couldn't just come in and just, you know, not let anyone have any other creative control and just, you know, just throw people around. I think he'd have to go back to having, like, actual matches against people. And I think he can definitely pull that off. I just think he's, you know, he's been able to rely on a very specific style in the WWE. But if he was to come to AEW and wrestle someone like Kenny Omega, for instance, he'd have to go out there and have, like, a real legitimate match. And I think that'd be great for the fans. Because I, I have no doubt in my mind Brock can still do that. He showed flashes of that in the WWE against guys like AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor and stuff. So I really like to see him in AEW. I don't think I don't know if that's who it's going to be, but like I, I think that'd be pretty incredible to see Brock in AEW. 
Chase Gaming, welcome to the chat, says it's going to be Kurt Angle probably. A lot of people are saying that, but the key the key thing to think about is, in like the promo that the Big Show cut on Dynamite about this new signing is he said Hall of Fame worthy. So it leads me to believe it isn't someone actually in the Hall of Fame, and Kurt Angle is in the WWE Hall of Fame. So here's the thing, though. I do think Kurt Angle will wind up in AEW. I really do. And I'm okay with him wrestling again if it's like... Me and my buddy Doug have talked about it. Um, If it's like an Undertaker-style thing where like he takes an entire year off and just trains for like one match, and that's pretty much it. Because guys like Angle and Sting are in the same boat. Like, they both had, you know, their final runs. You know, Sting's only run in the WWE and Kurt Angle's final run with the WWE were both very underwhelming. And uh, I don't think the I don't think either wrestler wants to go out. Like, I don't think, like, Sting didn't want to go out on, you know, what happened with him and Seth Rollins. And, of course, him losing at WrestleMania and all that stuff. And Kurt Angle probably doesn't want to go out, go out as, like, the guy who you know, had a five-minute match and lost to Baron Corbin on the way out. Like, if he's going to lose on the way out, I think he wants to lose to, like, the legitimate stars of the next generation. And Corbin's, you know, good for what he is, but I don't think he's ever going to be, like, the main guy in WWE. Um, Jordan Lasseter basically echoes what I was saying about um, them saying, I don't think they said future Hall of Famer, Jordan, but I think they said Hall of Fame level or Hall of Fame worthy, something along those lines. JGZ, welcome back to the chat. Always good to see you. Says, speculation is that the signing will be Christian. I've seen a lot of people saying that too. And that would make sense. Um, he is Hall of Fame worthy, but he is not in the Hall of Fame. He hasn't been seen since the Royal Rumble, which is kind of a red flag because obviously Edge is heavily involved in the build to WrestleMania and all that stuff. And we haven't seen Christian since. So that's I think that's very possible that it's Christian. If it is, the only downside. Because I think Christian would come over to AEW and have great matches. I really do. Uh, I think he'd be a great asset to the company. I think he'd be a great signing. But people's expectations right now are that this announcement's going to be huge. And Christian's, that's a big signing. Don't get me wrong. And like I said, it, it would lead to a lot of really, really good matches. But, you know, is Christian the guy that you know, AEW wants to build their company around. I don't think so. I think he could be a great, like a major player in the company, but I don't think you, they're going to make him like the face of the company. Now, does the signing necessarily have to be that guy? No, but they're. I feel like they're kind of building it to where it's going to be. I think this is a kind of a, I'm basically saying, I think a lot of people would be let down if it was Christian, but on like a, on, but on the other side of it, I hope people realize if it is Christian, that there is going to be a lot of really good matches he's going to have in AEW, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I feel like it's going to be a bigger name than Christian. Jordan Lasseter says, no matter who it is, it's going to get a huge pop. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to have like fifteen hundred fans there or something like that. JGZ says Vincent Man would shit himself if Brock showed up in AEW. Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to happen no matter who shows. He probably did when the Big Show showed up. I mean. He'll, it'll be even worse if Brock shows up for sure. Jordan Lasseter, um, what did you say here? WWE was removing his merch when they, when Tony Khan was asked about Brock, he said he couldn't comment. 
did WWE remove Brock's merchandise? That's something I like. Someone let me know if they remove Brock's merchandise. That's that's definitely a sign because they moved. Um, well, I think they moved Sting. Wait, no, Sting was already probably on the alumni section of WWE. Who did they move recently? I think they just moved the Big Show to that. Like something, something happened recently where they moved someone to like. I just read briefly about it. They like moved someone to the alumni section of WWE's website, and then they wound up in AEW, like, right after. JGZ says, first time on this live stream with my new iPhone, still getting the hang of it, LOL. Dude, I hope it's coming through, uh, coming through well. I've still got an iPhone 6S. I've been rocking these for forever. Let's see. Jobber JJ. Oh, JJ, what's up, man? Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the chat. Good to see you in here. Says welcome Steven and everyone else. He says my prediction is the Yete. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know yet, the Yete was former Ravens flock member Ron Reese. So little little trivia there for anybody who might not have known that. And the Yete basically came out and like hugged Hulk Hogan really hard in the ring. It was really really bad. And the the joke there with Yeti is it was called the Yeti. He was he basically looked like he was wrapped in toilet paper. It was really, really bad. Oni oh, says the bear hug is Hall of Fame worthy. Yep, there you go. That's what it was basically when he hugged him. Uh JGZ says Brock's merch was removed because he's a free agent now. And Chase Gaming is confirming that. Okay. JJ says WWE always removes merch if they don't have a contract. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a fair point, though, like, because I think there are some people in the WWE that, like, someone like Kane, for instance, like, I don't know if he's on WWE contract, but, like, he could be. You know what I mean? Like, they, there's some of these guys that probably are on Legends deals or something along those lines that keep them under contract with the company to some degree to where they wouldn't be able to show up on AEW. Jordan says iPhone 6s with the actual hell, Steven. Yeah, man. iPhone 6s. Boom. I've actually had two of these things. I had a. I had one for like two or three years. I guess I can't believe it's already been that long. What are they on now? Like the iPhone 11 or something? But the the size of this phone's great. I've I've went through two of them and yeah. At some point, I'll have to upgrade to something newer because I'm sure like. With 5G and it'll stop supporting certain apps and stuff, but yeah, works works for me for now. All right, y'all, let's uh let's pull up AEW's Revolution pay per view. And once again, just another reminder: if you want your questions, comments, predictions, anything read out on the air, super chats, donations, I'll make sure to address those. And these, of course, will also be heard on my audio version of this show that gets uploaded the next day. So over on the Fight Talk podcast feed, you can listen to the audio version of this every week as well. JGZ iPhone 12. Yeah, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm super behind. I, I used to work at AT&T and T-Mobile. And so I used to have like the newest stuff pretty much up until the iPhone 6. I always got like the newest iPhone and then I just... I just stopped caring, I guess. People saying Ryback in the chat. I don't think it's going to be Ryback. I think he'd rub people in AEW the wrong way. He probably already has a lot of enemies there. He's 
the the sad thing is he's better in the ring than people realize. I saw him on an indie show after his WWE run, and he was doing like tope suicidas through the ropes to the outside and stuff. Like I couldn't believe it. He he's like actually athletic and can do some pretty decent stuff, but his uh his attitude is is just piss poor. Like the way the guy talks on Twitter and the way he treats people and the the way that he uh like he just pre he just preaches positivity all the time. He's like a total hypocrite. Like I, I think I think Ryback would be a terrible fit in the AEW locker room. And I think that's why you don't see Ryback anywhere and you haven't since the WWE. Because I don't think anyone wants to deal with him in the locker room. Um alright. So let's start off AW Revolution right here. Riho and Thunder Rosa. This is gonna be a pre show match most likely. Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel, um, this is actually an interesting, this should be a really good match. This is a good match to put on the pre-show, especially because I think it'll be good enough that it'll interest people to get some last second buys on the show. I'd say, you know, it's, it's honestly really hard to call. I thought, I thought Britt Baker was going to win this entire women's tournament that, um, you know, she wound up getting out in the first round from Nyla Rose. I was actually really surprised. I thought that Britt Baker was going to win that whole thing and then win the uh, win the championship from, from Sheeta. I really thought that it was all going to head to Britt Baker. I was totally wrong. But, you know, Thunder Rosa is one of the best wrestlers they have. Uh, Riho is still very much one of their top women. But, but, like, Britt Baker really shouldn't be taking more losses. That's, like, that's... That's why it's hard to make a prediction on this one. But I'll take Riho and Thunder Rosa because one of them could get the win over Rebel and it won't hurt Britt Baker too bad. So that's going to be my prediction. I'm going to go Thunder Rosa and Riho. Corey Humble's back in the chat. What's up, Corey? Good to see you in here, man. After that, we got the Casino Battle Royal. uh, Casino Tag Team Battle Royal, I should say. And the winning team is going to get a shot at the world tag team titles. I'm not going to go through every single team here, but let me kind of browse the participants here. Give me your, y'all's predictions while I'm kind of looking over this. Um, let's see, Bear Country, Dark Order. A lot of Dark Order, a lot of... Well, how much Inner Circle? Man, there's so many people in this. I guess what it really comes down to is... What team makes the most sense to wrestle the Young Bucks next for the titles? Because I'm assuming, you know, I'll get to it, but I'm assuming the Young Bucks are going to retain over MJF and Jericho. So, who needs... Because, uh, like, the Good Brothers aren't in this, right? I don't see them here. Because that's who I probably would have picked, but they already kind of had the chance to do that. And I think they'll still have that match, by the way, but, like, they would have, if they were going to do the Good Brothers Young Bucks this soon, they, like, probably would have already done it. Um, Jordan Lasseter says top flight. JJ says Pack and Phoenix. Fantasy pick is Chaos Project. Um, yeah, this one's really, really difficult to choose. Top flight would be a great choice. Like, I do like top flight a lot. I was actually a fan of, uh, Dante Martin pre AEW, he was wrestling in a mask as Airwolf, and 
uh, Danny Adams, a.k.a. Dan the Dad, who is a wrestler and also helps run. It's like him and KLD are like the main guys who run Glory Pro Wrestling out of St. Louis. Danny Adams is the one who told me about Airwolf like forever ago. And then he started teaming with his brother and as top flight, they're they're fantastic. And they have a ton of potential still. Chase Gaming says Santana and Ortiz for the win. That's a... I I won't go with them because they recently had a shot. So I don't think it's going to be them. We got another top flight from Eric Clark. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely not against top flight at all. Um, You know who I would like? And we probably won't see it because they've been so in the background. But I'd really like to see the Dark Order of Uno and Grayson wrestle the Young Bucks again. Them as the Super Smash Bros on the indies. Like, them and the Young Bucks used to have these awesome matches. And I don't think we've had Uno and Grayson against Young Bucks in AEW since the Dark Order switched their gimmick. Like, I I think we got it when it was, like, they were still supposed to be, like, the serious heel team and all, and, like, spooky and all that stuff. But we haven't gotten it since Uno and Grayson have turned babyface with the Dark Order. And AEW isn't against, you know, doing babyface versus babyface, heel versus heel matches and stuff, especially if the the matchups are going to be good. Like, Top Flight are babyfaces and probably would continue to be, you know, in a feud with the Young Bucks. Plus, the Young Bucks are kind of riding that tweener line, too, of, like, being associated with Kenny and the Good Brothers and stuff. Um... Jordan Lasseter says, Steven, I just realized you were wearing the same shirt I got in my crate. Yeah, that's where I got it too, man. The pro wrestling crate from this month. That's exactly where I got this shirt. That was a really good crate this month. They had this. They had a Cody Rhodes shirt. And I'm always going to be happy with Cody Rhodes merch. So, yeah, I was really happy with the crate this month. The only downside to this crate was the uh, the 8x10. The signed 8x10 was Teddy Long. And no disrespect to Teddy Long. But, like, I've met him at, like, I've met him before, like the Nashville Fairgrounds and stuff. And it's like, if I'm going to get an, I want an eight by 10 to someone like I don't have, or I haven't met, or you know what I mean? Like I want something like I, I wanted something from someone like I hadn't met before or that I didn't already have an autograph of. So that was the only downside of the crate this month. But if you're a Teddy Long fan and don't have his autograph or have never met him or whatever, like, you know, this would have been a great, I, once again, and they also, this was also the one with the Owen Hart micro brawler. And that's worth the the price of the crate alone is that Owen Hart micro brawler. So I've been very happy with pro wrestling tees, um, pro wrestling crates. Big time. Um, Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I'm going to go Dark Order, Uno and Grayson. That's going to be my pick. But the great thing here is this this, uh, whole tag team division is so stacked. It's so mega stacked with great teams that it really doesn't matter who wins. Like, I've think all these are good choices for, you know, completely different reasons. After that, we have Miro and Kip Sabian taking on Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. So I have not liked this feud. Um, I am a huge fan of OC and Chucky T and Trent. Huge fan of those guys. Um, As a matter of fact, I was pretty salty today because for those of you who collect AEW action figures like I do, I own every single one in the, in the, lineup outside of I don't have the chase and the rare figures because I can't find them and don't want to pay thousands of dollars but I have all the regular releases and I have everything else pre-ordered that in the ringside exclusives like I'm very very into the AEW figure collecting and they announced series six today and four of the six are going to be figures we already have between 
you know, waves one through five. So I was pretty salty because, like, the Lucha Bros, they already have figures, you know, and the figures are great. They're in series two, great Lucha Brothers figures. But I don't need another set of Lucha Brothers right now. I need a set of um, Trent and Chuck. We already have an Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy came in Series 3. We need a Chuck Taylor and a Trent Beretta best friends in AEW Unrivaled. I don't know how we're getting a second set of Lucha Bros. And we haven't gotten the best friends yet. Just, I can't believe it. Um... Corey says, I do notice AEW is trying not to have the same thing happen twice because of the whole elite inner circle feud and inner circle feuding between themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to try to avoid kind of duplicating there. I totally agree. Um, okay, so that'll be said about, you know, the action figures in this match. I don't, I haven't liked the feud. I thought the wedding's weak. I think Miro and Sabian are lame. Uh, I think Miro's cringe on the microphone and not cringe in like a heelish like it makes me interested way it's like cringe in a i don't want to watch you way i there's miro needs a complete gimmick overhaul in my opinion for him to have any chance in AEW. um like i think his in-ring work is good but i don't think it's better than you know most of the AEW roster if i'm being honest i once again i don't like him on the microphone i think his gimmick is very very un uh I don't, I just don't even know the right word. Like, it's so niche. Like, this is coming from somebody, I watch Twitch often. Like, I watch people playing, you know, shout out to Summit 1G. I watch him playing, and Lord Kevin. I watch those two guys playing um, GTA 5's role plays on, um, on the NoPixel server. I watch that stuff all the time when I'm just chilling at my place. And I'm a huge video game nerd. And even I'm like, this is such a lame gimmick for Miro and Kip Sabian. Like, if y'all follow being the elite, Kip Sabian's been in this thing for weeks where he's butthurt because um, Leva Bates beat him in a, or let him beat him in a, let her beat him in a video game. Basically, he beat Leva in a game, but Leva let him win. And he's all butthurt because he can't, you know, win in video games, you know, without her letting him. It's so lame. It's so lame. Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll... I don't know how else... JJ says Miro has teased the new Miro. Yeah, I mean, that needs to happen. Like, he's he is treading water right now with this current gimmick. Whether they win or lose, which I think they'll lose, because if it's up to me, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor win this 10 out of 10 times. Like, no questions asked. They get the win. They move on to bigger and better things. Maybe Miro, like, beats the hell out of Kip Sabian after the match and, like, disappears from TV for a while. And they, Because here's the thing. When you have Miro, but on the same roster, you have, like, Wardlow and you have, um, you have Lance Archer, you know, you had Brody Lee, you know, rest in peace. My, my point is, like, they have, the things that Miro does, like, I think are, like, if I if I had my option between Miro and Lance Hoyt or or Lance Archer, it used to be called Lance Hoyt. If if I had my choice between those two guys right there, and I'm like, okay, who am I pushing as like a monster single star? I'm picking Archer every single time. It's not even close, you know. So like Miro has to do something to differentiate himself. He the best thing Miro could do would be with this 
if if they have access to New Japan and they're gonna the the forbidden door is open, Miro needs to have some matches in New Japan. I think that that is something that I think could could turn it around for him. Because if he went over there and he was just like, he went out there and he had great matches and he was hard hitting and he looked and he looked real and like, you know, that I think could that could be something for him. But the current thing does not work at all for me. And I once again, I haven't liked the feud at all. OC and Chuck Taylor are two of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I hope they get this win, and I hope they figure out what to do with Miro going forward. I do not know what you do with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, but you know, luckily for Sabian, he's associated with Ford because I, th- I think Ford is a star. Like you see her, and you immediately, without her even having to wrestle, you see Pel- Penelope Ford, and you, she looks like a star. You know, like you see her and you're like, oh, that's somebody like she's a celebrity or she's immediately draws your attention in. And the great thing about her is she's athletic and she can wrestle. So it's like, I I think that I think Penelope Ford is going to have a really, really bright future. And I could see Kip's, I think Kip Sabian will be the most successful he is in his career. And this isn't meant as like a a hit or or a slight because I think this is a role that that a lot of people would would die to have. I think when Penelope Ford really blows up, if he's her manager and he's, you know, talking for her sometimes, you know, on the microphone and he's out there helping her win matches from the outside, that I think could be a really successful pairing. But the whole Miro Sabian Penelope thing and the whole wedding and all that stuff was just really, really bad. Um, Let's see. Throwbacks in the chat. What's up, Pat? Hope you're having a good day, man. Says leave a like and a sub. It goes a long way with the YouTube algorithm. I totally agree. It absolutely does. Uh, people in here agreeing. Yeah, Penelope Ford has major potential. Uh, super bad Kips Habian is super soft. Miro needs his wife. Uh, Archer is the no-brainer pick, a thousand percent exact. That's what I'm saying. You know, or they have done a great job. Speaking of Archer, you know, great kind of segue into this next match, but. They've done a fantastic job with Lance Archer and AEW. They really have. Um, he's a guy, I, I called him Lance Hoyt on accident earlier, because I you know I was watching him in TNA Wrestling. Back before his first gimmick I saw, he was called Dallas. And he was in TNA. And then he became Lance Hoyt. And then for a little while, him and Jimmy Rave were uh, pretending to play Guitar Hero. They were the Rock and Rave Infection, I think was the name of the team. And, uh, and yeah. So it's been a long road and Archer really, really, and I didn't even put this together, but very similar to what I was saying about Miro. Archer went to New Japan and he killed it over there. He, he went and he totally re-legitimized himself. And now look at what he's doing in AEW. Archer, Archer's the kind of guy like, I was like kind of lukewarm on him. But since his AEW run, and especially because they protected him so well, his only real losses, like, he lost to Cody for the TNT title, which is fine. Cody's, like, their top guy. And then he lost to Kingston, but it was because Kingston hit him with a, with a like, brass knucks or a loaded fist, whatever he had in his hand. And he knocked him out with that. And his finisher was a spinning back fist. So he basically did his finisher with brass knuckles to him. Totally fine. Outside of that, Archer's been really damn protected. And I think I think they've done a really good job with that. Because at any point, I think it's believable that Archer could win the TNT or World Heavyweight title. And I don't think anybody 
would like dispute it. You know, if there was, I'm not advocating this, but if there was like a random episode of Dynamite and the main event was Archer versus whoever the TNT champion is, we'll say Darby, and Archer won that match, people might be surprised, but I don't think anyone could be like, could like argue it. It'd be like, oh, well, I mean, shit, it's, it's Archer. I mean, he hardly ever loses. So, I mean, this makes sense. You know what I mean? You need guys like that. Um, Jordan Lester says, don't forget about Vance Archer. I had forgotten. That was his, was WWE CW? That was whenever he was with the WWE, right? They called him Vance Archer. I completely forgot about that. Corey, oh yeah, Corey says, Hager's another powerhouse along with Hobbs. Yeah, I think, I think Hager's kind of hit his ceiling of where, of like kind of how big he's ever going to get in wrestling. But I like him a lot as a heater and a bodyguard. Like, I think he works really well as, like, Jericho's bodyguard. And he can definitely wrestle. And I have all the respect in the world for him. Like, he goes in there. He fights for Bellator. Like, I watch all of his fights live. I'm, a, I'm on, like, a personal level, I'm a very big fan of Jack Swagger. And I think he has serious balls for fighting in MMA and doing pro wrestling simultaneously. But, you know, I don't see Jake Hager ever being, like, the AEW world champion. You know what I mean? Um... Now, Will Hobbs has the potential to be a very big star for them, I think. Because he's someone we haven't been, like, super overexposed to yet either. He's somebody who, for most people, the first time they saw him was probably AEW. And we haven't even seen his career really even start yet. But he absolutely has the look, and he's very good in the ring from what I've seen. So, um, so yeah, I, I think Will Hobbs has a ton of potential to be one of those next big powerhouse stars for AEW. I mean, they're so set up. Imagine... Imagine like two or three years from now, like a main event title title match with like Wardlow and Hobbs after they've both like developed and, and gotten better and better and better and like really found themselves and because both show serious potential and man, they could have some real bangers in the future. Give me just a second, y'all. I'm getting a, a text message here. Um, Okay, cool. So, uh, as far as this actual match goes, predictions style, or predictions, uh, style. I don't know why I said style. Prediction time for this match. So we got Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta, Archer, Max Caster, who was a pretty random surprise for this, but I like it. And a mystery, uh, opponent, TBA, who a lot of people were speculating is going to be Ethan Page. And if it is, I'll be very happy. I, I want to see Ethan Page get a real shot in AEW or WWE. Um, but I don't think it's going to be WWE because they just they just signed a lot of people. And he wasn't a part of that, at least publicly. Um, now, I will say this. I have heard some other names that I've been told have signed with the WWE. And they were not a part of the Performance Center uh performance center uh announcements now the source that told me that could be wrong but that source has been right about a lot of stuff especially lately so i don't i don't want to say just because ethan page wasn't a part of the announcement that there's no way he was signed to wwe by the way i have no idea where ethan page is signed or if he has like he's not who i'm talking about i have no idea but like i'm just saying like i don't know where ethan page is heading and i have heard Another name that was not a part of the announcements for the PC that I've heard has signed with WWE. So once again, like just because they haven't announced it doesn't mean he hasn't signed. It's 
But I think Ethan Page has a lot of great friends in AEW, and I think AEW would know what to do with him, and I think he would absolutely kill it in AEW if it is him. And Max Caster, um, I just want to touch real quick on, you know, saying I like him a lot, and he shows a lot of potential. I think him and Bowen, uh, that uh, claim tag team, I think both of them are very, very talented. I like them as a team and as singles guys. And this could be a real breakout performance for Max Caster. Um... Oh, yeah, Jordan Lasseter says Big Swole told us on Twitter that Max Caster was one of Lashley's sisters. Yeah, that's I, I remember seeing that on my Twitter timeline. That's funny. What a long way Lashley's come since then. I mean, that was incredibly cringe, that whole Lashley and his sisters thing. And then, you know, for him to be the, the WWE champion, and rightfully so, I, I am very happy to see him with that championship now, but... Wow, have things changed. And wow, have things changed for Max Caster. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Max Caster was trained by Hawkins and Pat Buck out of the uh, out of that uh, Creative Pro. I'm all, I, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like I've, I heard that. As far as uh, a prediction, though, I don't think it's going to be Cody because we've seen that and we've seen him and Darby and all that stuff. It's just, it seems a little too, like, rehash, retread if we go with Cody. He's my favorite wrestler. You know, everyone knows that. I'm very, very biased, but I don't think Cody wins here. Um, You have, I mean, the rest of these guys could really use this win. I'm going to say it isn't Archer because we have seen that. Like, we've seen him compete for the title. It's been a while, though. And he'd be a hell of an opponent for someone like Darby, uh, assuming Darby is going to be, um, well, I guess the, the winner of this match is going to wrestle him on Dynamite. I think this Wednesday from what I've heard. So the winner of this should be wrestling Darby because Darby's not defending the title on the show because he's teaming with Sting. So, hmm. Penta could really use it, but they haven't really spotlighted him much as a singles guy. Archer, like I said, he doesn't really need this. Archer's going to be a threat no matter what. And for him to lose this match doesn't hurt him because it's somebody's going to grab... Um, you know, a contract or whatever, or a brass ring, whatever they're going to put over the ring. Like, someone's going to grab it off the ladder, so no one's going to be pinning or submitting Archer. Max Caster, I think, would be a bit too random. But once again, if they do this match on Dynamite, this has real no consequence, no real consequence, because, like, even if Max Caster won, and then he has, like, this great match with Darby on Wednesday and loses, he can just go right back into being in the acclaimed, but they have that added thing where they can mention, like, yeah, the acclaimed, you know, Max Caster, you know, went out there, went toe-to-toe with Darby, like, we've seen some great stuff, and maybe, you know, Bowen has a great match the next week or something, you know, so, I, I don't know, and then, like, do you go with the, the two be announced? Is it Ethan Page? Do y'all have uh, any predictions of who else it might be? Because Ethan Page is what everyone really seems to be speculating. I've heard people speculate RVD as the big signing, or as this. I'll say this, all respect to Rob Van Dam, but if, you know, if Rob Van Dam's on the show, it better be in the slatter match. Like, I don't think that him being the big signing is going to be, is going to go over very well. No disrespect to Rob Van Dam, but like, if y'all saw his recent work in Impact and stuff, like, it wasn't terrible, but it's also, like, he's getting up there. You know, he's been around a long time. Corey says it would be sweet to see Penta win it. Yeah, it would. And I think him and Darby would be really good. 
And I, I like that there's Penta and Caster in this because they're both kind of tag team guys for AEW. Scorpio's had a chance too, hasn't he? I think. He's had some good showings though. A really underrated match that I never hear people talk about was uh, when Dynamite had that really late episode after NBA and they had Scorpio Sky versus Ben Carter. That match was awesome. And then Ben Carter, Ben Carter basically honey-dicked AEW. Like he went there, had some killer matches and then signed with WWE. And now he's doing great work in the um, NXT UK brand. But um, but yeah, for anyone who saw that, I mean, that match was incredible. I, I thought that was one of the best matches in Dynamite history, and no one ever talks about it. It was Scorpio Sky and Ben Carter, if, if y'all missed it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you go with for this. I'll say... I'll say it's the mystery opponent. I'll, I'll go with the TBA. And if it isn't the TBA, I'll say Penta. Just because I think Penta and Darby would be really good, and once again, if Penta loses, he can just go back to teaming with Phoenix, or they can figure out more stuff to do with Death Triangle. There's plenty of options there for Penta. But I'll say it's Ethan Page or whoever the, the mystery person winds up being. Because then you do the mystery person versus Darby on Dynamite, and whether they win or lose, the story gets paid off basically immediately. Um, Let's see. After that... So I think this match is going to deliver, and I know a lot of people aren't that pumped about it, but we have Hangman Page versus Matt Hardy. The stipulation's kind of lame, like, let's be honest. We know that nobody's really giving up their first quarter earnings for, you know, 2021. We know we know that. But at least they tried to add something extra to this story. I At least I'll give them credit for that. And JR does mention that a lot on commentary, like, the winner's purse and, you know, wanting to win because you get paid more and all this stuff. Which, you know, once again, if you pay any attention in real life, you know that they're on contracts and, you know, salaries and whatnot. But, like, you know, the win the win bonuses and stuff does make for more of a sport element because that's how the UFC operates, for instance. Most, some of their fighters get a fixed pay no, no matter what. Like, like, I think Brock Lesnar, for instance, I think he gets paid the same no matter if he wins or loses. Same with guys like Conor McGregor. But for the most part, it isn't guaranteed. It's half and half. You get paid half, and then you get paid the other half if you win. So that all being said, I think the match will be good. And I think the Dark Order might come out and help Hangman. Because I think, like, Private Party... That's my prediction. I think Private Party and uh, TH2, maybe some others, come out and help Matt Hardy. The Dark Order comes out to help Hangman. Hangman hits the buckshot lariat for the one, two, three. And I don't think Hangman necessarily jo- joins the Dark Order, but I think that he continues to be associated with those guys. And, you know, I say guys, those guys and Anna Jay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll go, with, I'll go with Hangman Page here. I mean, but here's the thing. If Matt Hardy won, it probably would make for a better story, if I'm being honest. Because... I've said it a lot on this show, but I think the big play here with Hangman is, like, next year, maybe even at Revolution next year, Hangman will be the one to beat Kenny Omega for the AEW world title. But he has to hit his absolute rock bottom before that. And he's already pretty much hit that rock bottom. I mean, he's hanging out with Dark Order, and he's drunk all the time, and he's not friends with the the rest of the elite anymore and all that stuff. 
but he'd be even more down in the dumps if all of those things that I just said, plus he has no income for the first quarter of the year. And he pretty much has to, like, beg Matt Hardy to, like, uh, you know, has to, like, beg Matt Hardy for help and stuff financially. Because, once again, as long as the long-term story is Hangman winning the title, like, but it's going to be a slow build of, like, getting him back up there. So my prediction is going to be Hangman Page, but it wouldn't surprise me because of the story if Matt Hardy got the win here. And thank you very much, Sims357, for the subscription. Very much appreciate that. Welcome to the chat and the channel. After that, let's see here. Got a text from Jesse. Just one second, y'all. All right. Just got some good news on, like, the family side. So, good deal. Good deal. Um. All right. So, the next match we had, Shida taking on Ryo Mizunami. Ryo Mizunami won the Women's Eliminator Tournament for the shot at the championship. She defeated Nyla Rose on this past episode of Dynamite. And uh, I thought the match was pretty damn good, to be honest. I really did. That was probably the best Nyla Rose match I've seen in AEW. And Shida needs fresh challengers. She has not wrestled Mizunami for the title. I have no problem with any of this. Like I said earlier, I assumed it would be Britt Baker, but um, I think Mizunami is going to be a good match. And one thing I really like about Mizunami is she, like the kind of the storytelling in her match with Nyla, her finishing move is the leg drop. But like she hit it on the apron, didn't get the job done. She hit it from the second rope during the match, didn't get the job done. But when she finally hit it off the top rope, that got the one, two, three. I like that. I thought it was, I just, I, I like stuff like that in wrestling that I think just makes sense. Like, if you have a move that works really well, like a top rope leg drop, but you know you don't have time to get to the top rope, you try to hit one from the middle rope, it didn't work, all right? You keep having the match. Now they're really hurt. Okay, let's get up to the top rope. Boom, you hit that, you hit your move from there, one, two, three. Like, I I thought it was really good. Um, So... Uh, Corey says if Big Money Matt wins, it will be because the others helping Hardy uh, might head towards Hangman being more with the Dark Order. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of good stories that can go that can come from this Corey definitely. As far as the Sheeta and Mizunami match, I gotta go with Sheeta. I feel like, you know, and here's the other thing. Um, Jade Cargill, I think they're gonna really give a serious push to. And she looked pretty damn good for somebody having her debut match on Dynamite um, this past Wednesday. And that I thought, I, just for the record, I thought the match with Shaq, Cody, Velvet, and um, Cargill, I thought I thought that match was way better than anyone could have like expected. And I know some people hated on it, but I, I, if you're hating on that match, I don't know what you were expecting. You know, I thought that was about as damn good as Shaq could possibly look out there. And you have two fairly inexperienced women out there, and both of them went out there and really showed out. I mean, so it was, what more can you ask for? So, but yeah, as far as a prediction, I'm going to take Sheeta. Looks like you know, the people that are chiming in the chat have Sheeta as well. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page there. I think Sheeta gets the win. 
The big question is who beat Cheetah for that belt. Maybe it is Cargill at some point in the future, you know? I think that uh, we need to see her a few more times against, you know, kind of various opposition. But if she goes out there and keeps having good performances, I could see Cargill maybe being the one. Corey says, take care, Steven. Hope you have a great day. Corey, take care as well, man. I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much for joining the chat. We always appreciate seeing you in here, man. Hope you have a good one. Enjoy this weekend. Enjoy a lot of wrestling and fighting, dude. And by the way, dude, if you want to watch some live wrestling this weekend, I know I talked about it at the top, but independentwrestling.tv, there's a two-night show. Starts tonight at 7.30 uh, p.m. Central Time, so 8.30 p.m. Eastern. If you use code Fight Talk, it's totally free. So go watch some uh, some live wrestling this weekend if you want to, man, completely for free. Brumman from the fifth floor says, haters wanted Shaq to do a shooting star press, I guess. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, that that's the, like, certain people, I think people have certain expectations sometimes that are just so unrealistic that they just build it up in their heads to where they'll never be satisfied. Like, if you saw, if anyone saw Shaq out there at his current age, and knowing, once again, Shaq's wanted. I remember back when I watched WCW. This is back in, like, Shaq was probably on the Orlando Magic still at this time. And I remember him and Hogan, like, promoting WCW together. And Shaq talking about, all the way back then, about how he wanted to wrestle. And I've seen Shaq, you know, talk about how he had interest in fighting for the UFC at one point, And he does a lot of jujitsu training. And we saw him in the big show being teased in WWE at various points, you know, throughout the decades. And he, he wanted to get involved. And he finally had a chance. And I think he went out there and did better than I think anyone could have expected. The, the only better performance I've seen from like an, a celebrity that just came in and did this was Pat McAfee. And he's like a total outlier. Pat McAfee came in and was like one of the best guys on the roster day one. And I, I know it might sound offensive, but between his promo skills, his athleticism, and the, how quickly he's taken to knowing how to do professional wrestling, he's like one of the most valuable performers I think NXT has, to be completely honest. Um, so, you know, outside of that, I think Shaq's done the best job of, like, most celebrities that didn't come from, like, a combat sport, you know? Like, Ronda Rousey did great from day one, but she was already kind of halfway there already because of her MMA background, you know? But yeah, I'm taking Sheeta in this match. After that, we have a match that I am stoked for. Team Taz, the team of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, taking on Darby Allen and Sting. I am so looking forward to this match. Um, Darby Allen and Sting have to win. I don't think there's any way Sting makes his big return and they lose this match. And I don't think it's going to hurt Team Taz at all. You know, the only issue I have with Team Taz is that Brian Cage carries that FTW title that means absolutely nothing on AEW. I'm sorry if that offends ECW fans. I was one of them. I was one of y'all. I loved ECW. I loved the FTW title when it was around the first time because it felt like it meant something. This title belt is nothing more than a prop. The only reason I like it at all is because I'm hoping when Brian Cage gets an AEW Unrivaled series figure that he has that title belt with him because I think that'd be cool to have that belt in my collection. Outside of that, that title belt means nothing on AEW, no matter what Taz says or how hard they try, the belt means absolutely nothing. So, outside of that, I think Team Taz has been awesome. I think Taz himself has done a great job as the leader of his group. 
I think Brian Cage has looked pretty damn good outside of, once again, you know, holding a title belt that means nothing. I think Ricky Starks is going to be a future TNT champion in probably the fairly near future. And I think he's a future world champion at some point. I think Ricky Starks is incredibly talented and hasn't even hit his prime yet. Darby Allen is already a guy that you can tell AEW is going to put a lot of uh, a lot of investment in. He's already the TNT champion. And Sting, what, what else could you really say? Absolute legend of wrestling. And I'd love to see him back trying to have some redemption for the way that the fans saw him go out with the WWE. JJ says he's going with Team Taz. I got to disagree. I got to go with Sting and Darby Allen. It's a street fight. I'm sure there will be some cinematic elements to this, but even if there isn't, I have no I have no doubt that Sting can still go in the ring. Based on what we've seen, we've seen him go out there, hit clotheslines, hit stinger splashes, hit scorpion death drops. He's been powerbombed. You know, that's all he really needs to do in a match. Darby can go out there and fly around the ring for the rest of it. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to go with Darby Allen and Sting here, and I am super pumped for that match. Um, After that, we have... Why isn't the... The world title match. Oh, I, I went past it on accident. I'll come back to the world title match. After that, we have the Young Bucks taking on the Inner Circle, the team of Jericho and MJF. I think this match is going to be better than what people expect. And and you all have to realize, last year at Revolution, arguably the best match of the entire year was Young Bucks versus Hangman and um, Omega. And those were two singles wrestlers. And the Young Bucks went out there and had a great match. I think this match is going to rule. I really do. I think Jericho, when the spotlight is bright, he delivers. I think MJF is one of the most valuable people they have on their... He might be the most valuable person long-term they have on their roster. And that's saying a lot considering the talent they have. And how highly I think of a lot of the young talent in AEW. I think MJF might be the most valuable person they have. Because he could be a top heel for them for so long. And you can have this revolving door of baby faces over the years that have feuds with him. And he could just be this heel for forever and stay credible. And he sticks to his character outside the ring, which, you know, I know Kayfabe's dead, but I do like that MJF sticks to character outside of the ring. He's been an, he's been an asshole to me in per, in person. You know what I mean? Like I've dealt with it, but I, but I appreciate what he's doing. I really do. So, you know, in the Young Bucks, what can you say about, about them? You know, they're the best tag team in the world, probably. Um, so, I'm going to say the Young Bucks retain here. I don't see any reason for them to lose the belts. I think there's still the big match between them and the Good Brothers, titles versus titles, sometime in the near future. But I'm not sure exactly how this winds up happening. Maybe the Young Bucks pin Jericho. Maybe MJF turns on Jericho. That's a possibility. Uh, Papa Buck. Uh, that's JJ brings up Papa Buck in the chat. That's a great thing to bring up. I forgot to mention that just now. Um, the Inner Circle has, you know, bloodied the father of the Young Bucks. And he's been involved in this story. So, yeah, the Young Bucks have to win here. And like I said, it wouldn't be surprising if, like, maybe, like, the whole Inner Circle turns on Jericho on that night. Or maybe Sammy Guevara comes out and he costs the inner circle. That's possible too. I think something happens to cost MJF and Jericho. And I think we get the Young Bucks retaining the tag team titles. And the last match we got here, world title. Let me grab a swig here before we get started. 
drop the uh drop your predictions for the main event here and once again all super chats and donations are incredibly appreciated as we kind of wrap these predictions up um it helps support me and it helps support jesse we still split the money and you're helping support both of us with those super chats and donations plus you get your uh your comments read your statements read you get your questions answered all that stuff even if you have something you want to say that isn't related to AEW or WWE or UFC or whatever, feel free. I'll give you all a second here to get your predictions in the chat while I kind of take a drink here. Oh, that's that's riveting radio there for people who listen to the audio version of this. Me, me drinking uh, my seltzer water. Whew! All right. So, let's talk this main event. It is an exploding barbed wire death match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Kenny Omega, of course, is defending the AEW World Championship. And, yeah, I think this... I, I thought on Dynamite, it was great that they had Onita on there, who's, like, the godfather of deathmatch wrestling, or, like, this type of match specifically. I think this feud between Moxley and Omega has been great. I think that this is the blow-off to the feud. I think that, like, you know, I think Omega has to retain. That's my prediction. But I think this match is going to be great. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, Deathmatch Wrestling is not going to be for them. I totally understand that. There's definitely a line for myself where there's certain things that I'm really numb to in Deathmatch Wrestling because I've seen it so much. But there's other things that still make me want to change the channel because it's just, sometimes it's a little too much for me. But I think that this match will ride that fine line. And I am excited to watch this because I think it's going to be pretty wild to see this barbed wire wrapped ring with you know and watch these explosions and stuff and i talked about this with doug on his stream last night y'all can check that out on youtube just uh go to hit you with the real the u is spelled the letter u but we talked about that a little last night about uh you know just just deathmatch wrestling and moxley and kind of gave like some some in-depth thoughts on on kind of how this all might go down and how tony khan basically is running a fig fed with real people, which is like, he's basically, Tony Khan is basically having his fantasy federation play out on television in front of millions of people. I think it's incredible. JJ says, Kenny Omega for him, uh, he'll finally end his long rivalry that goes back to Double or Nothing 2019. That's right. And he says Omega can move on to pick up the Impact World title after... He pinned Swan, and Moxley can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of options there. Like, I think Omega will win the Impact title. I don't know if he'll win it from Swan or Moose because you know that match is happening next weekend, and I'm real I'm really looking forward to that. They've done a great job of building Moose as a title challenger for Rich Swan. So I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that Moose actually beats Swan, and then Kenny beats Moose. But if Swan retains, I think Swan and Kenny's an awesome match. And either way, I think Kenny is going to win the Impact Championship soon. I really do. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for the predictions today, y'all. I've got Kenny Omega in the main event. And uh, give me just a second here to get my sponsor's information up. Because we do have some big stuff going on this weekend over at WrestleRumble.com. And we have some big stuff going on over at independentwrestling.tv as well. So uh, stick around here for just a second, y'all, so I can talk about the people that support the show. And I want to make sure in the process 
that I don't show my personal info on the screen. Because I'm on my Facebook. Alright, here we go. So, right now, jump over to WrestleRumble.com. They are doing a giveaway. They're doing two giveaways. But one of them is This Weekend for Revolution. For $1, somebody's going to win all five of these AEW Championship belts. No joke. $1, five titles. The AEW World title, the TNT title, both sets of tag team titles, and the uh, FTW title. So you get five title belts for $1. Jump on there right now. These are the real deal replicas. They have to get them custom made because AEW doesn't even sell them themselves yet. So get involved. $1. I, I can't stress it enough. Like, that's thousands of dollars worth of title belts that someone's going to win for $1. Check it out. WrestleRumble.com. And also, there is another $1 giveaway. They're giving away five uh, five winners. And there's going to be the WWE Spinner Belt, the NXT UK Belt, the WWE Daniel Bryan Eco-Friendly Belt. They're giving away a whole slew of uh, mini replica titles. And they're giving away two mystery belts for somebody as well. I mean, what a crazy prize list. That's going to be after Fastlane. So get involved in this stuff. Throw a couple bucks on the line and win a ton of amazing prizes. Look at all these title belts. That's insane. WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and raffles. Also, tonight, independentwrestling.tv. Check it out. There is going to be two shows live. We have the Haas Tournament for New South Pro Wrestling tonight and tomorrow night. Use code FIGHTTALK on independentwrestling.tv. You support the show by doing that, and you get to watch this service for five days for free. So you get the full two-night pay-per-view completely for free. You can watch as much wrestling from the service as you want completely for free. And as you can see here, let's see, promotions. This is just to give you an idea, because obviously there's there's catalogs of, you know, some of these companies have hundreds of shows. But look at all the wrestling companies, and this cuts off on my screen too. I mean, I haven't even... I'm, Look at look at all this. Look at all these companies. You get all this pro wrestling for free for five days. Just use code Fight Talk. Support the show. Watch some free pro wrestling this weekend. Also, shout out to Wrestle Rumble. Oh, sorry, already said Wrestle Rumbles. Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are opening their grand location for their new store in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be on May the first. I have a live read for it, but I don't want to pull it up right here because I don't want you to see it on my screen. But basically, if you want action figures, DVDs, autographs, if you want magazines, any pro wrestling memorabilia, Music City Toys and Collectibles is the place to get it. They're nice people to give you fair business. Chad, the guy who runs it, is a great guy, and I buy a lot of stuff through them. They do mystery boxes. They did like an 80s mystery box and a 90s mystery box similar to the pro wrestling crates that we were talking about earlier on the show. So support them and come out to their grand opening in Nashville. All the information is available right here on their Facebook page. They do Facebook live auctions. They do raffles, a whole bunch of stuff. And I'll be there live in the house on May 1st, interviewing Dan the Beast Severn. So I'll be there in the house with the UFC Hall of Famer and pro wrestling legend Dan Severn with Music City Toys and Collectibles on May the 1st. So follow them on all social media. Just search Music City Toys and Collectibles. And also, their new website's going to be coming. 
It is going to be musiccitytoys.biz. So check it out. Support them because they support us. And lastly, my brother Brian Jensen. Give him a follow on Instagram, BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He is a owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics. He works with Parkinson's Foundations. He can help you reach your goals. Whether you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, learn self-defense. If you have any neurological issue, like Parkinson's, for instance, he works with a lot of Parkinson's patients. So it doesn't matter what your age is. doesn't matter what size you are. doesn't matter what skill level you're at. doesn't matter at all. He will help you reach your goals. Just hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L, and he will give you a really good deal on whatever you're looking to do. Meet him in person in the Atlanta, Georgia area at his gym, or he'll meet you at your business, in a park, at your house, whatever you want to do, wherever it's most convenient for you. Or he can help you online over Skype calls, Zoom calls, all that kind of stuff. So hit up Brian Jensen, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out at BoxingATL on Instagram, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. So that's going to do it for this episode of the live chat. You can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Get it pulled up here for y'all to see if you don't already follow me. Here you go. And uh, and yeah, I'll I'll be uh, updating everything that I do live right here. I got more videos coming out for all things MMA over there on YouTube. And I'll continue to do live chats. Got more stuff coming up, some more collaborations and whatnot coming up soon. And uh, and yeah, I can't stress it enough. Use code FIGHTTALK on IWTV. Buy some Fight Talk merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. Click my link tree. If you go on my uh, my Twitter and you click the link tree, this will give you links to pretty much everything I'm involved with. And uh, you can help support that way as well. So very much appreciate everyone watching today. Thank you to the sponsors as always. And I hope you all enjoy some pro wrestling and some mixed martial arts this weekend. I'll probably be back live on like Monday or Tuesday. Um, we'll kind of see how it's going. Probably Tuesday, I'm guessing. But uh, JJ says, uh, take care. Enjoy the weekend in wrestling. You too, JJ. Always great to see you. Thank you very much for the support. And uh, and yeah, I'll be back here soon. Probably Tuesday, but I'll keep it updated on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. 